Being tuned in means making sure you can take us wherever you go with the Seville 1075 smartphone app. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. A Ted's Day morning. So, do you say cat or bat? Uh, joining us now, and I don't think he self-glosses himself, is it? Uh, but I'll call him the uh, Commonwealth's vaccine czar. Uh, is Dr. Danny Avula from the Virginia Department of Health? Danny, how are you? <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Great to be here. Uh, obviously uh, notable, the governor, uh, I've, I've referred to it on the air as VC Day, uh, victory over COVID, like VE Day, VJ Day. Uh, but uh, he, he was uh, he celebrated on Monday uh, getting to 70% with at least one of the vaccine shots in, in 70% of Virginians. Is that helpful? What is the number of people who are fully vaccinated, either with the one-shot Johnson & Johnson or both of the RNA uh, recombinant shots? Yeah, I mean, the big benchmark was 70% of adults with one dose. Our number fully vaccinated for adults with for adults is about 60%, uh, but overall we're, we're just shy of 50% of the entire population that's fully vaccinated. So... Uh, definitely some some room for growth, and and I think as exciting as yesterday's benchmark was of hitting that seventy percent with one dose, uh, we are reminded that that there's still uh, a lot of people out there who who need to be vaccinated if we're going to ultimately get to community immunity. Well, you talk about the numbers, uh, and I know that people have been talking about the Delta variant, which sounds like something from a Star Trek movie, quite honestly. But uh, be- <laughs> beyond that, uh, the, the the other variants, it seems like the, the spread, the numbers, the case numbers, uh, the, the infection rates have all dropped down to negligible numbers, uh, Dr. Avula. So are we getting there I- even with the numbers at the level we are? Well, we are definitely seeing the lowest rates of COVID that we have really at any time during this pandemic. I mean, over the last seven days, we're averaging 139 new cases a day for the entire state. And, uh, you know, we haven't we haven't seen cases rates that low since March of 2020. So we're clearly in a different place, I think, in large part due to really significant rates of, of vaccination, uh, but also because this is a time of year, sort of a, a season of the year where we expect to see less uh, respiratory virus being spread. And so, uh, that you know, there, there is concern that as we head into the fall and winter, we're going to see a, a bit of a resurgence, hopefully nothing like we experienced this past winter. Uh, but with these variants on the horizon, uh, there, there is, you know, some, some reason to be concerned about that. We have seen the Delta variant, which emanated out of India, uh, we've seen that become the dominant strain in the United Kingdom in just a, a very short period of time. Uh, here in the United States, back at the end of May, we were seeing about 2% of new cases were associated were, were the Delta variant. Uh, and, and as of last week, that's north of 10%. And we expect some new numbers today from the CDC. So it's multiplying rapidly. Uh, we know the Delta variant is much more contagious, up to 40% more contagious than some of the other strains of COVID we've dealt with. 
Um, and what we don't know yet is whether it's causing more severe disease. Uh, and the reason we don't know that is because uh, it, it's a different context. So many people, especially vulnerable adults, have been vaccinated. And so we're not seeing anywhere near the hospitalization rates or death tolls that we saw uh, pre-vaccination. Uh, and D- the good oh. news of all of this is, is that our the vaccines are, are really effective against uh, the Delta variant. We, we The Pfizer vaccine has been shown uh, with two full with two doses fully vaccinated to be 88 percent protective against the Delta variant. Dr. Danny Avola, Virginia's uh, COVID czar, uh, is on with us. I'm sorry about that, Dan, uh, Dr. Avola, but uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, and and if Governor Northam hears it, he's going to start calling it uh, the, during the state vaccine coordinator. Uh, I wanted to ask though, we talk about hesitancy, lots of stories, uh, and I, I'm more curious: is there investigation going on into uh, the the concerns people have with heart conditions, young men. I know that I read something last week that there was a research project going into why young men were developing heart issues uh, after getting some of the vaccines. Is there research ongoing that you know of right now that is kind of trying to track down uh, where it seems like people have had, uh, you know, in some cases, grave uh, reactions to the vaccines? Dr. Avula? Hey, Joe, stand by. I'm sorry. It seems like we might have lost this phone call. Stand by with me. Don't hang up, please. Not the first time I've been hung up on, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I can promise you he did not hang up on you intentionally. Oh, okay. Um, Tell you what, can we do this? Awkward. Where Central Virginia comes for world-class news and analysis since 2001. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Ted D. morning. Uh, I think we've got Dr. Avula back on the phone. Oh, man. You know, you, you ruined my gravitas. I got Mark Warner to admit there was no evidence of vote suppression, and I thought maybe I'd gotten Dr. Avula to hang up on me, uh, too. But anyway, Dr. Avula, thank you for getting back on the phone. So, uh, you know, strokes heart issues, there's anecdotal discussions about uh, strokes uh, across the country, the young men, perio, uh, I'm not even sure what it's called, but the the research into young men especially having uh, heart conditions caused by the virus. What are you hearing about the research into that? Yeah, I think the most recent development that you may be talking about is this uh, string of of cases of what's called myocarditis or pericarditis. Mm -hmm inflammation of either the heart muscle or the sac that surrounds the heart. Uh, There seems to be some initial data that shows in younger men ages 16 to 30 uh, that there's been a slightly increased rate of mild myocarditis uh, after folks have gotten their second dose of an mRNA vaccine, so either the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine. Um, At this point, the CDC has identified somewhere around 300 cases of this that may be associated. Now, that's out of millions of people who have been vaccinated. Uh, But enough to to say, hey, we should take a a closer look and see, A, is this happening at higher rates than it would in the normal population, and B, how severe is it? The initial data shows that these cases, by and large, are very mild, are are resolving without much intervention, but it absolutely bears a second look. 
In fact, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, which is the national body that really looks at all the data and makes recommendations, uh, they are meeting tomorrow uh, to review that data. And so I expect in the next couple of days we'll, we'll hear more about that. Dr. Avula, what about summer camps? Uh, I, my, my first paycheck came from Flushing, New York, YMCA, being a camp counselor. Uh, and I know that you know we seem to have statistical numbers that say kids in school were safe. Uh, is the same go for summer camps and that kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's good to talk through a little bit why kids in schools did so well. It's because schools were engaging in mitigation practices. They were spacing, they were enforcing mask wearing, uh, and they were adopting practices that really kept kids from being in close proximity for long periods of time indoors. Camps are a pretty different scenario, and a couple of reasons for that. One, a lot of camp is actually held outside where we know that outdoor activity, you know, being in, in, in open air, uh, is much lower risk for COVID transmission, but also we're seeing much lower rates of COVID right now, as we were talking about earlier, Joe. And so I do think the risk uh, for summer camps is is very, very low as compared to, you know, kind of our pre-vaccination months. Uh, but camps are, are going to still want to take appropriate precautions. And so for extended periods of time indoors, especially in a younger population, uh, they're going to they're gonna want kids to wear masks. Um, some camps are, are instituting testing regimens where they're doing rapid testing for kids coming in. Uh, so I think our, our camps around the state of Virginia are really doing a great job of looking at the guidance and figuring out how to adapt it so that we can keep kids as safe as possible. Let me, uh, you know, and and talk about uh, uh, treatments as well. Where are we uh, now that we, we've gotten in a place, obviously we're still waiting for FDA approval, and I, I'm sure much research, uh, you mentioned CDC talking about that. What about uh, the the figuring out treatments uh, and and mitigating factors for you know, people who might get it because I I, I think uh, it was Dr. Bill Petrie from here at UVA very very early on in COVID said that the way coronaviruses work is that the more easily transmitted they are the less you know dangerous or the less severe the symptoms might be that doesn't mean you don't get sick it just means that uh, there's a there's a factoring in that uh, what about the treatment of these uh, even the delta variant yeah you know there's been certainly some advancement in ongoing studies i mean steroids really are still the the hallmark of treatment although there's been a lot of movement in uh, monoclonal antibodies and a few other treatment regimens that are going through the clinical trial process uh, I expect we'll hear more in the upcoming months about advancements in treatment, and, and as you're suggesting, that's that's important with things like the Delta variant on the horizon. Uh, but right now, our focus is really the prevention, right? Mm-hmm. If folks get vaccinated, uh, then we won't really need to, to go down the treatment pathway because the vaccines have been proven to be so effective, uh, even against the variant. Last one for you, Dr. Danny Avula. Obviously, it's vdh.virginia.gov. We go there. Uh, we have the new mobile units going around now uh, with the Blue Ridge Health District. And uh, I know UVA has uh, you know, been uh, watching those. The clinics are finally getting to shut down the big ones and trying to get to more personalized small ones uh, there. But last question for you. Uh, how many times have you watched the Stephen Colbert, John Stewart interview? Oh, I have not seen it at all. <laughs> so no, you, no, uh, oh, come on now, stuff. Dr. Avula, <laughs> Dr. Avula, you got, you had, every single person on the planet has seen that three times, and you, uh, I, I, I hope it's just because they keep you busy. 
Well, I will Google it tonight, Joe, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Ravula. You have a great day. Thank you so much for taking some time out with us. I appreciate it. What do you mean by that? Do you mean like oh, so this is, perhaps a... there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease... <laughs> is the same name as the life. Where the post-COVID economy begins. Support the sponsors of Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV.